This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Muy abierto. Bellingham remata. Y gol, 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 gol de Jude Bellingham. Marcó Jude, marcó Bellingham, marcó el inglés. Hello everyone and welcome to La Liga Lowdown. It's another season of what we think is the best league in the world. We're still on Twitter, but our main focus this season is going to be our Substack platform, where you'll be able to find the best of our content, both in the podcasts and with our articles from our writing team. We'd love it if you could subscribe to our Substack, llonline.substack.com, where you'll have access to fantastic content, audio and written. We'll still have a free podcast every week as well as a free article, but we're asking you to please consider upgrading your subscription, where you'll have access to an extra podcast each week, plus more articles in that week as well, all for the cost of less than a pint a month. We think it's great value and we hope that you do too. So enjoy this pod. And we hope you subscribe and upgrade. Thank you. Esto es otra vergüenza para mí. Tiempo efectivo ya y se acaba con todo esto. Ya lo he dicho miles de veces. Tiempo efectivo en el fútbol. Estamos haciendo el ridículo. Well, Paco, what an opening weekend that was. We've just come off the back of Etafe Barcelona with 25 added minutes across the two halves. <laughs> We're almost an hour late starting this podcast, but do you know what? We don't care. It's match day one. It's great. I hope you had a good summer, Paco, but we haven't got much time to talk about that because we want to talk about Bordalas and the way that he's just turned back to peak Pepe Bordalas. Uh, Barca fell right into the trap there, nil-nil. Four games in a row they haven't scored at the Coliseum. Four seasons in a row they haven't scored at the Coliseum. Um, yeah. If this is not football champagne, I don't know what is. Yeah, Borda Ninjas are back. You could say that <laughs> after this this summer um, with uh, Pepe Bordalas trying to, you know, mold the team back into what he uh, did back in the day uh, when he was in charge in, in Getafe for many, many seasons. After his brief stint in, in Valencia, he tried, you know, uh, building brick by brick once again that kind of tough... Uh, no nonsense side, and uh, boy, did we see <laughs> something that uh, truly resembled what he wanted. Because uh, Getafe just drove the game straight into the mud since the beginning. Um, once again, I- I'm going to say the word shit is 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 one of the you know uh, identity traits of 
of uh, Bordalas in in where, wherever he goes and and once he's back to to Getafe he was able to just uh you know turn absolutely crazy every single member of the opposition he managed um to get uh, Xavi sent off in the second half for complaining uh Gabi was flirting with the with the two yellows at the end of the game uh in the first half uh, Rafinha was sent off for a for I believe an elbow over one of Getafe's players and yep, Getafe was uh, one man down too, with uh, Jaime Mata being uh, sent off for two yellows. Remember, Jaime Mata is a striker, and the striker is the first <laughs> one pressing over on the opposite side of the of the pitch, and he uh, saw two yellows, the second one over a harsh foul over Araujo. So overall, many things happened. Not uh, many of them were, you know, like beautiful football uh, examples. But ultimately, uh, Getafe got what they wanted, you know, uh, to start without a defeat at home against Barca, who are the current champions. Whereas for, you know, Barca, I think that they have many things to think about after their uh, not uh, especially awesome debut. Uh, I wasn't really keen on, on Gundogan's game. I think that he's still trying to find his footing. And I also think that Xavi... Uh, and his staff were a bit too late uh, in, you know, uh, making Gabi to coming from the bench. I think that Gabi, these kind of games are those where Gabi tends to thrive. And uh, I think that he he should have started the game, first of all. And he should have been in maybe in the 46th minute. I don't know. But I think that as Barca were one man down, I tried different things and, and it didn't work. So ultimately, the, the best uh, sum up, as you said, is tw over 25 minutes of, of additional time between the first <laughs> and the second half. And uh, yeah, we're going to see quite a few examples of that this, this season in La Liga. If you want, we can explain that later with the new changes in the in the rules. And uh, overall, the, the best, uh, you know, the best headline is that ultimately Getafe were the ones to have the last chance of the game. Choco Lozano with a header. He didn't really drive it home. But imagine if Getafe had scored that one in the 105th minute, uh, <laughs> people would turn absolutely mad with mad scenes over in, in the Coliseum. Yeah, and this came after the, the long check for the VAR for the possible penalty yeah, for Barca. Yeah. When Araujo was, appeared to be, the bottom of his foot appeared to be kicked. Uh, a clear penalty, absolutely. Well, but the referee was just trying to pinpoint what was off in that play. And ultimately, it seemed that Gabi had uh, taken uh, the ball with his with his arm. And that's what the referee finally called. But uh, it was a very, very clear pen over, over Araujo. And it was the 99th minute. So, yeah, drama scenes, as always, uh, whenever a Bordalas team are playing on the line. Yeah, pretty dubious finish there, but let's have a chat about Barca then. We've got, um, as you said, some interesting selections and substitutions from, from Xavi. I, saw, I think I saw many Barca fans comment during the game. I think Kev Williams as well saying that it's no good playing inside when you're up against a brick wall. You have to, you know, get width. Open, and yet, yeah. Yeah, and yet Pedri started wide as opposed to someone like an Ansu or a Ferran or, or even a, a Yamal. Um, and, and again, the interesting choice of substitutions the youngsters came on ahead of the likes of Ansu and, and Ferran. So what do you think that says about the way that Xavi sees his squad as we as we head forward? We know they could only register the signings yesterday or Saturday. Um, and we know that they had to do another palanca, lever. And I saw one uh, article in Spain. I think it was in El País. I might be wrong, so apologies there. But they said uh, they're not um, levers, they're life jackets. And that's, I thought yeah. that was an interesting way of describing the situation because it... It's still a problem for Barca, isn't it? 
Yes, obviously, because if you can't uh, subscribe your, your own players uh, when you do have them in your squad and you are paying their salaries, uh, what's the point of it, you know? And, and as you said, I think that Xavi, um, you know, picking uh, Lamin Jabal, who, who had a great game in the, in the Trofeo Gamper uh, a few days ago, and also Abde uh, before other um, usual names, uh, as you said, uh, Ferran Torres, for example, or even Sergi Roberto, who didn't have minutes, and he's the captain of, of the team, uh, you know, speaks volumes about the, the, the trust that Xavi has for the youngsters, and also uh, that uh, players like Ferran, even uh, after scoring a couple of goals during the preseason, are going to have it very, very tough to, to have quality minutes in, in this Barca uh, this year, because uh, they had their chance last year, they didn't seduce uh, Xavi as much as they should, and um, in elite football, whenever you lose uh, the pace or the pacing of, of your own squad and you, you know, uh, uh, fall back uh, in relation to, to other players, uh, that can, can be a problem. And, and Ferran was one of the names during the summer uh, who was talked about for a, for a potential move, a potential transfer. Ultimately, he's going to stay and he will have to fight tooth and nail if he really wants to have that chan those chances because uh, Lamin Jabal, Jamal, once again, he played and he did well. You know, those those minutes at the end of the game, he I think he, did, I, I think he has uh, plenty of promise uh, within him and, and uh, even the comparisons are being quite to exaggerate in my taste. In, in these first couple of months, I think that he can be a very, very uh, interesting player for Barca in the in the near future. Mm. Well, that's, uh, well, the positive for Barca, if you want to take the optimistic view, is that last season they started with a goalless draw. Yeah. That was against Rayo at Can now, and they won the league. So there you go, Barca fans, something to take from the game. Um, let's go back to Friday night now, where the season started, and it kicked off in Andalusia with a double header. Almeria beat by Rayo Vallecano. Uh, the uh, Follicky Challenge fan favourite Isi Palathon made it look pretty easy from the penalty spot, giving them the lead, the first goal of the season. And then Randy and Teca doubled it in the first half with another penalty. Both maybe fairly harsh, but Almeria were unable to recover in the second half. And then, Paco, you were very happy with the second game because uh, on paper, a very tough fixture for Valencia away at Sevilla. Um, but they took the lead, pegged back, but then a late winner from Javi Guerra and it just shows that, you know, despite the pessimism, they've kind of started off where they left off with the, the Cantera really delivering for Ruben Baraja. Yeah, regarding Almeria Rayo, I think that uh, those two penalties were freebies for, for the, the away side um, because they were very, as you said, very harsh penalties. The first one after uh, a very harsh foul over Enteca inside the box and the second one a handball. And as you said, Isi and, and Teca weren't going to, you know, uh, give away the the giveaway and the the the, the gift. Um, I had plenty of hopes for for Almeria in this in this debut game for for them this season. I think that they have made very very smart signings overall. Uh, but that two goal disadvantage was was too much. I think that uh, we have also we need to give merit to Dimitrievski under the sticks for for Rayo because he had a massive game. He was absolutely on point in every single uh, save and even though Ramazzani was one of the highlights uh, Luis Suarez was uh, off mark in a couple of 
massive chances for him, which he wasn't able to to send to the back of the net. Overall, I think Almeria will improve because, as I said, they have been one of the best uh, teams this this summer when when it comes down to to signings and transfers. But uh, yeah, absolutely deserve the win for for Rayo Vallecano, who at first in the, in their first game uh, seemed that aren't really missing that much. Um, Iraola, who left for for the Premier League a couple of months ago, and and this new um, stage in their in their history, the management remains the same. Martin Presa remains the president. Many things are done wrong in in a number of areas. Uh, we absolutely understand that, and we also say that from time to time. But if you focus only on football uh their their first game was was outstanding and and they couldn't ask for more and regarding valencia's game uh i think that it was an awful game by sevilla uh through and through uh valencia's you said surprised everyone with that trust and confidence that they have on you in youth academy players very smart pressing all around the pitch especially uh high pressing in the first uh, 20 30 minutes diakabi was massive he had mm, a great, great game playing as a defensive midfielder. You know, plenty of comparisons with Patrick Vieira, obviously with with that uh, you know uh, cheeky meme like content, and also Momo Sissoko, who back in the day was mm. that kind of you know uh, defensive midfielder who was able to set foot in uh, and go box to box and score because the Akabi was the the scorer in the first in the first half um and as, as you said once again Javi Guerra was the clutch player as he did back in the day against Valladolid last season um if I was a Sevilla fan if I were a Sevilla fan I, I would be pl pretty worried about their game against Manchester City because if they play the way they did against Valencia they might get a very rude spanking in a couple of days. <laughs> so they need to wake yeah. up. And uh, overall, I think that Mendilibar wasn't really happy with the the way the, his team played. Um, about Valencia, we have been grown used to Valencia starting well every single season. I believe that in the last four years, they have always won their, their opening game. But as uh, you might uh, recognize, and uh, I'm going to go back to my own, you know, uh, predictions, uh, the way this squad has been uh, built this summer with no signings whatsoever, seven players leaving, um, only Pepelu from, from Levante has been the, the single signing, as, as well as Chenko Chakar. I think that Valencia are bound for suffering this year if uh, Peter Lim remains as the... As the largest owner shareholder owner of the club because he isn't going to sign anyone except some players leave before august 31st and those are the small number of tools that baraja has in his toolbox so he's going to have to do with what what he has and uh as for now at least we have three more points in in our bag indeed yes uh looks like another season that could be you know potentially uh disrupted and Baraka will be probably surprised if he lost the course but what I will say what I, I enjoyed the uh, the orange kit I love that kit in the uh, Andalusian skyline of Harigera jumping with joy with that late winner well that'll be it for the first part but join us after the break where we'll talk all about Real Madrid's debut as well as the other games in La Liga stay with us
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back to La Liga Lowdown. Uh, it's our match day one recap. We're back for the new season. Real Madrid have had a tough week off the pitch uh, with the severe injury to Thibaut Courtois and uh, the news that he's done his, his ACL and will be out for pretty much the whole season, throwing their plans into disarray. But on the pitch, it was a pretty good start. 2-0 at San Mames. Uh, the midfield looked phenomenal with Chalmeni, Valverde, Camavinga and oh, Jude Bellingham on debut. People were, let's just say, Zidane was featuring a lot in the comments with uh, Bellingham's name alongside him. It was a, a fantastic debut, wasn't it? Yes, I think that uh, uh, the best way to just shake off any sign of doubts after having, as you said, such a tough, tough week as Real Madrid had with those two uh, long-term injuries, losing potentially their best player, which is uh, at this point Courtois, who was uh, crucial in, in many Champions League conquers and La Liga conquers in past seasons, losing the keeper and also losing Militao, the opening mm. minutes of, of this game uh, with two torn ACLs is, is tragedy, you know, is disastrous news for for Ancelotti and for Real Madrid. But if you leave that aside and you only, you know, um, play focus on, on the game, uh, it was, you know, the old playing Real Madrid as we uh, used to know it. Uh, Bellingham, as you said, has slotted right into a, a very uh, energetic midfield uh, with those, uh, you know, subs, Tony Cross and, and also um, Luka Modric waiting their, their chance uh, on the bench because at this point the, the youngsters are, are the ones in charge and as you said uh, Camavinga, Valverde and, and Bellingham with that I think it was a bit lucky uh, the, the goal that he scored because his, mm. his uh, final strike wasn't as clean as, as possible the, the ball bounced before the keeper and it went over him straight into the into the angle um, also Athletic uh, club fans weren't very keen on his celebration a bit of controversy over there especially in social media but overall Rodrigo took advantage of a loose ball minutes before to score the opening one and overall uh, Real Madrid just controlled the game and had plenty of chances in the in the second half to to even score the third one so it was just uh, playing you know bread and butter for for Ancelotti's Real Madrid 
Um, we're going to see, I believe, many games uh, similar to this one uh, quite a few times this, this season, as we, ha we have done it in, in past seasons, because it seems that Real Madrid are able to just press the, you know, put the, the game into high gear whenever they want. They score a couple of goals and, and then suddenly the game goes into a peaceful, uh, quietness, uh, relaxed mood overall, uh, because they really don't want to, um, as they know that they're going to play maybe 50-55 games this, this season, they don't really want to kick things into high gear during the whole 90 minutes. They are going to need yeah. that in a couple of single games against, you know, Atletico, Barca, uh, maybe, you know, in a, in a tough uh, away game against uh, Sevilla or in La Ceramica against Betis, whatever, and especially in Champions League. But in La Liga, most of their games, as I said, playing bread and butter, and, and this debut was uh, almost perfect for Real Madrid, if you leave aside, obviously, Militao's injury, which is awful news for them. Yeah, indeed. And also uh, a word on Fran Garcia. He he looked a little bit shaky at first, a little bit yeah. sloppy in possession, but then he, he became more and more involved in the game and, and looked to, to settle down. Uh, yeah, you will have all have seen the photo that uh, you talked about, the celebration where Bellingham, with his arms out in front of the athletic fans, that is his trademark celebration, to be fair. Yeah, but, yeah, very like Cristiano-esque. I, was, uh, <laughs> I wasn't really familiar with, with uh, Bellingham's... Well, I, di I did see him uh, a couple of times when he scored with England, but... Uh, mm. You know, back in the day, I didn't watch uh, many many games in the Bundesliga, but uh, yeah, it was very. It reminded me of some of Cristiano's uh, trademark celebrations, and maybe because we are in the hot summer, and, and Athletic club fans weren't very familiar with that, but they didn't took it very well. No, <laughs> and Athletic not tiene gol. Yeah, that's that's you know the the usual song coming from from Athletic club, um, because in other seasons um you know it's 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 very weird because Asier Villalibre was was huge for for Alaves last season in loan and uh, yeah Villalibre Iñaki Williams Nico Williams but since Aritz Aduriz left uh, Athletic Club they haven't really had a reliable number nine and everyone knows Aritz Aduriz was very old back in the day when he played for for Athletic in the last stretch of his career but uh that problem is going to be I I believe, uh, chronicle for for Athletic Club because as long as no pure, uh, reliable number nine comes up from the, you know, moves up the ranks from, from Lezama, that is going to be a, a, an issue that they are going to carry with them in, in any game, in any season for the, for the near future. Mm, yeah, worrying things there for Athletic and uh, as we know, no real sign of that being able to change unless they find something from... From the ranks. Uh, so yeah, last year on Real Madrid then, the uh, it looks like Kepa is incoming. Looks like it'll be a loan just for the season. Simple loan, no no obligations to buy or anything like that or options. Uh, as for Militao, it looks like the soundings from Madrid are that they're going to be okay to kind of stay with what they've got. They're not looking now to sign a centre-back, you know, as, as a kind of emergency. They're, they're going to keep what they have. Of course, Alaba, um, Rod, uh, Rudiger, Nacho can play there. So they have they have some options there. Kamavinga may end up a centre-back knowing, knowing his uh, versatility too but uh, we'll see what happens there uh, Paco, who do you see as title favourites? Just quick, we haven't really spoken about this before this season do you see Barca defending the title or can Real Madrid take it back off them? Or Atleti even? After watching, actually after watching some of the uh, pre-season games I have seen Atletico Madrid very focused in their, in their task you know, in other seasons 
um, all of the drama surrounding Cholo Simeone leaving or staying, you know, that, that kind of talk has been uh, absolutely uh, absent this, this summer, and that's great news for Atletico Madrid. And I believe that uh, once, um, you know, the management, the board uh, took a stance and uh, sided with, with Simeone in all of the whole uh, Joao Felix affair, which, by the way, is still, you know, going on, and, and I believe that we're going to see a couple of episodes in that drama still uh, developing because he has to leave. You know, he he, he can't stay uh, with with Simeone at the helm because uh, those two are like water are water and, and oil. Um, but I think that Atletico are, are very you know very concentrated. The the signings have been pretty good. Most of their squad remains the same, uh, and is. If Griezmann remains in his god mode as he showed last season, they can be perfectly title contenders. Uh, Barca's uh, first game wasn't great, as we have already talked about. Real Madrid was, uh, you know, in their expected form, were in their expected form, but they have uh, many challenges ahead of them. And I think that I would say that um, Atletico come, can come into the fray and it become a, a three-horse race. Because Barca needed more signings and they have still have those financial troubles uh, ahead of them. And Real Madrid have lost uh, Courtois, which is, uh, even if Kepa comes, which he mm, is going to do not, in, the, in the following he's days, he's not Courtois. No, nobody's yeah. Courtois. In, in my view, he has been the, the most uh, game-changing keeper in the last decade. And Kepa, as good as he is, because he's a, he's a very good goalkeeper, he's not uh, Courtois. So uh, if you add that to Barca's form and, and slow start, and maybe Atleti uh, very committed to, to their task, we might have a three-horse race for the first time in quite a few years. Mm. Well, that would be fantastic for neutrals and for us to, to savour. Um, let's see how they get on their first game against Granada, which is on Monday, as well as Cadiz Alaves. But let's round up the rest of the weekend's games. Two 1-1 draws on Saturday. Real Sociedad won, Girona won. Uh, Takekubo with the early goal, but then the Ukrainian connection already working for Michel as uh, Sigankov linked up with Dobvik for Girona to get the draw. And then Las Palmas on their return to La Liga. Quite a few fans will have not seen Las Palmas in La Liga potentially. It's been a few years. Yeah. They took the lead too. Another penalty, that was Jonathan Vieira. Pio Pio, of course. Um, the talisman for Las Palmas. Ricci had an eventful game. He, he missed the penalty. He also hit the woodwork separately. But then they did get an equaliser from captain uh, Antonio Raio from a Sergi Dardet corner. And Mallorca have done some good business too. Yeah. Sergi Dardet, Kyle Larin. Uh, two fun games these, weren't they? Yeah, Mallorca have uh, invested very smartly all of the money generated by Kangin Lee's uh, transfer to PSG. Note, editor's note, uh, Kangin Lee was a freebie from Valencia to Mallorca two, two summers yeah. ago because that's just the way we roll. And uh, yeah, as you said, they have signed very, very smartly this this summer and Sergi Darder has been the, the latest addition and, and he was clutch for, for his team with that uh, assist from the from the corner kick to, to Rayo to, to level the game. Uh, Murici missing a pen was uh, weird because we are very used to him being clinical in, in that discipline. Um, and once again, set pieces come to the rescue for, for Mallorca and that's one of the, you know, chef specialties by 
by El Vasco Aguirre. Uh, Las Palmas, Jonathan Viera scoring, he had to be, it had to be him because he's, uh, you know, the, the captain for, for the team. He's one of their uh, historical players, uh, one of the best ones that has uh, worn the shirt. Back in the day, he was uh, playing for Valencia for a couple of seasons and he was a quality player, but not really the, the, the working type. And he has managed to overcome that, that negative trait in his years back in Las Palmas and he has become uh, massive for, for his side. And as you said, uh, Girona making good on that, uh, you know, bet on, on the Ukrainian striker on Artem Dobik. Uh, I think that is one of the best signings, you know, 50, I believe it was uh, 50 million or 12 plus three. I don't know. It was a, a huge sum for for Dobik and, and he scored in his, in his first goal. More dominant overall Real Sociedad. Um, and after Silva retiring, I think that uh, Takekubo mm. is going to have to step up to the plate, and he did with the opening goal for for his team this this season. He's going to uh, he's bound to be the, the the leader in the midfield for for Real Sociedad. Mm. So yeah, positive starts for all four of those teams with picking up points. Real Sociedad perhaps the uh, unhappiest of the four. On to the Sunday's games then. I know Paco, you didn't see all of these, but. Uh, Rafa Benitez is back in La Liga. Uh, mm-hmm. His last game, you'll remember this, his last game in La Liga was a 2-2 draw at Mestalla when Gary Neville was Valencia manager and he was uh, at Real Madrid. So uh, that was Rafa's last game. And this one didn't end much better. Uh, well, it ended a lot worse, in fact. His Celta side lost 2-0 to Osasuna. Um, Yago Aspas continued his goal drought. Uh, Osasuna continued where they left off last season as well. Really, uh, you know, solid performance. Probably Gabri Vega's last game for Celta. Lots of interest from Napoli about his uh, to yeah. try and sign him. Looks like a deal will probably be reached before, certainly before the end of the window. Uh, and then the probably a partidazo on paper, Villarreal Betis, um, Pellegrini against Setien. Really another another fun game. The opener was fantastic for Betis. Ayuzi Perez, after some terrific play from Isco, of course, playing for Betis and Luis Enrique. Uh, magic play down that right-hand side. Villarreal equalised second half through Jorge Cuenca, but then a late, late winner, 95th minute. William Jose, yeah. a real kick in the guts for Setien's men. I was going to ask you, Paco, which of these sides do you think are going to have the better season? Because both have flaws. I mean, Betis without Canales, but Villarreal too look quite different already. I would say that Villarreal and, and Betis can be twin sides uh, for most of the comparisons. You know, most of the time they have the same advantages and the same flaws, uh, especially at the back. And in Villarreal's case, obviously, after Pau Torres leaving um, for, for Aston Villa, they are going to have to rebuild in, in, a, in a number of ways. Sorloff made his debut for, for Real Sociedad 2. Uh, once again, uh, you know, Moreno, Baena, Terraz, Comesaña, Parejo in the midfield. That national quality team uh, is once again they're, they're forming their foundations for, for this season. But I think that they need a bit more quality in front. Uh, Betis, they, they had plenty of signings this, this summer. Uh, not plenty of them, but they were very eventful. As you said, Isco is the, is the main new face. and. It resembled uh, the old uh, reliable Isco, uh, mm. and this player, whenever he really wants, you know, whenever he's motivated, you can really uh, detect uh, those games and 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 separate them from from the rest. You know, a motivated Isco is an absolutely amazing player. The regular mm-hmm. Isco uh, is one of the most frustrating individual frustrating individuals in the sport. Yeah, overall, I think that 
Betis might have the edge because they are a bit more reliable at the back, but these two teams have, uh, you know, written all over them uh, Europa League, uh, Conference League contenders because I don't think mm -hmm. that they have the necessary tools to fight for the, the Champions League spots. Yeah, fun debut from Isco and Betis. They got a, they snatched the win, probably feeling the best after Sunday's action. Hitafe too. It's been a dramatic weekend. Still two more games to play on the Monday night. As we say, Atleti take their debut against Granada, newly promoted. And Alaves too, back in La Liga after one season out. They take on Cadiz. Um, Paco, that's, that's pretty much it for here. But uh, what are your hopes and dreams for this season? Not necessarily just Valencia only, but in general in the league, what are your hopes for the season? You've said a three-horse race. We all hope for that too. Yeah, obviously that would be fun for everyone involved. Um, even though I expect, you know, Barca fans or Real Madrid fans wanted a, a landslide for them. But that, I think that is not going to happen. But I foresee, as I said, a three-horse race at the top. Uh, plenty of fight from, you know, the usual suspects, uh, Real Sociedad and... Uh, maybe Villarreal even, uh, I don't know, um, to try to snatch that fourth place. Uh, the Conference League and, and Europa League are going to be, you know, incredible with... I think that uh, eventually Athletic Club will bounce back. I think Alosasuna have started very well. I also foresee a couple of surprises from teams who which we don't expect for to be fighting for that eighth, seventh spot. Um, I don't know who it might be, but one of my bets was uh, Almeria and, you know, they came crashing down in their opening game. So I'm not going to make bets on that. And yeah. for my own interests, I hope that Valencia get as quickly as possible to 40, 42 points. And the fight for uh, the relegation zone, I think is going to be much more... Uh, you know, much more feisty than la last year because ultimately many teams were involved in the last in the last match day, but ultimately mm. only one spot was remaining. I think yeah. that this year we might have, uh, you know, with 35, 36 points, quite a handful of teams and that the fight is going to involve more or less the same number of them, six, seven, but with the three places on the line in the last mm, couple of, of match days. And that would be obviously... Uh, absolute drama for all, all those fan bases, but plenty of fun for the rest. Indeed, lots of jeopardy on the line. I did think as well, looking at this weekend, no big score lines, a lot of equality amongst the teams, lots of close Yeah, it's matches. summer. And also we have to point out that these three match days, which are going to take place in August, mm. are more or less a test run for the, the, the real La Liga, which is going to kickstart in, in match day four, because many movements are going to happen. I, I predict... Uh, 20, 25 transfers happening in the in the following 15 days because this is going to be like a domino effect. And fortunately for us, I believe that we are not going to have the usual, you know, Mbappé drama happening in the last uh, fortnight of, of the month. But other dramas are going to ensue, uh, hopefully, at least for Barca, for example, under Palancas, uh, Atleti trying to bring in a you know differential player, Real Madrid bringing in a sub for for Courtois, and maybe even though Real Madrid are saying that they are not not going to sign anyone, I think yes, that they might. They might, you know, they have the money, so they might bring in someone else. And whenever the the money starts moving around, that's when uh, the teams are able to, uh, you know, write in the players into La Liga uh, database first of all, and obviously. Uh, make new signings in the last couple of 10, five, 10 days of, of the market. Mm. 
Well, thank you, Paco. We've had a weekend where not a single home team won the game. So let's see if that continues much longer. Uh, thank you for your company, as always. And a reminder, listeners, that you can subscribe to us on Substack, llonline.substack.com. It's going to be our main platform this season. You we can, no, you should. You should. You, you should, should subscribe. That's yes, a big difference. Paco, you tell them. <laughs> you tell them, Paco. And we'd love it if you upgraded and you'll get even more content, extra podcasts, extra articles. We'd absolutely love it if you could subscribe for the value of less than a pint a month. Um, yeah, we think it's good value. We hope you do too. By, by the way, one, one second. Uh, while we were talking, um, the press conference for uh, the Getafe Barça game took place and Xavi said that the referee had come up uh, with the handball. No, no, para mí se inventa la mano. La mano es inventada. Es así. Uh, uh, Gabi's handball. Se ha inventado mm. la mano. If we see the past uh, game bans, uh, Gaia, for something very similar, was banned four games. Ancelotti did something very similar and he was banned zero games. So I'm very, you know, very curious about what is going to be the, the, the punishment on Xavi after his fiery statement and, and spicy words after after the draw yeah and he, he wasn't happy and also he, he still communicated with Oscar his brother after he was sent off so that could also be something that they penalize so we'll see but yeah it's, it's been a dramatic opening weekend it normally is in La Liga we've lost a lot of players you know Benzema's gone David Silva's retired Joaquin's gone but we still think we've got the most competitive best league in the world we love it we hope you do too thanks for listening we'll see you soon adios Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 